This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hello friends and family. Uh, welcome to this evening service. We are so excited to be here in nature and record here in nature. Uh, yes, we have a hope and that's what that video said is we have a hope that is an anchor for our souls You know when the boat is unsteady and things are going wild uh, When you have an anchor for the boat, it means like your emotions your physical your life uh, Is anchored in Christ and that's what what we hope for and especially in this time You know where there's so many people that are hopeless uh, We know that hope is in Jesus, you know, just a, a quick thank you to everyone behind the scenes That's working so hard, you know Regan Johan our cameraman a lot of people that are <clears throat> just helping us with so many things George and Mache you know it takes about 20 hours to record a half an hour uh, and and to just be the church and release the Word of God into different areas we have so many people watching in di from different nations tonight and uh, we just want to welcome you and say God loves you you know this is the Sunday where we're talking about Pentecost and our inheritance as spiritful believers uh, where God has commissioned us and I spoke about some things this morning I'm going to quickly repeat one or two of those things and then eventually talk about the call of God on our lives you know in Matthew chapter 28 Jesus gave us a commission and he said <clears throat> and he spoke to them verse 28 all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you and lo I'm with you always even to the end of the age always <laughs> always not sometimes not just when you do your quiet time or when you go to church now we are the church so Jesus promised and said he will be with us always every time even when you sleep isn't that amazing but it's in the context of the great commission he's commissioned us and i said this morning but if you if you don't know that you've been commissioned that you've been sent on an assignment for god and for the kingdom then you're going to go through life directionless you're going to go through life without knowing that he's called you and that you have been sent that is what a commissioner means a sent one somebody that's been set apart for a specific work you know that's what apostle means, you know, <clears throat> the messenger, the one who comes on behalf of somebody else. These beautiful words to be an ambassador for Christ, you know, so the Holy Spirit cannot be contained just to an experience, just to our quiet time. When we realize it's in the context of that commission of God, the great commission to go into the world. You know, I remember uh, when I went on my first mission trip. I think it was 1995, you know, uh, I was sort of on the student committee and, <laughs> you know, then <clears throat> the pastor that was leading the church, you know, he just, we were talking and there were a lot of people, there were 22 people that signed up for that um, mission trip to Malawi. And I was the youngest of that group, the oldest was 32 years old, you know, and um, so we were busy planning and doing all these things. And um, but I wasn't even planning to go with I was just planning to help to organize the things, you know, and so I think it was about two months into the mission uh, I said to the pastor, I said pastor you must please we must appoint somebody on this team that can be the leader that can go And so he was quiet and then he said it's you you're the leader. I said no way I'm the youngest I'm studying I've, I made every excuse in the book and he just smiled and I just <clears throat> love it when some other people help us sometimes 
to do the work of God, you know. <clears throat> when somebody believes in us, when we don't believe ourselves. That's why we need community. That's why we are commissioned together, you know. And this is what this pastor did. He said, hey, God has told me that you must be the one. You're going to need to lead this group of people. And um, and I felt intimidated, you know. We went on with two uh, <clears throat> small buses up onto the hills was crazy you know into malawi <laughs> you know we drove five days non-stop and it was uh it was amazing but it was crazy uh, i felt out of my league out of my wits all the time but god uses people that put up their hand god doesn't necessarily use the people that are qualified that can do the job you know i remember one day and it was a, a very sad moment when I was with um, Angus after 2010, there was this massive mighty men's conference. And then an old man came walking up to us <clears throat> and he said, Angus, I just want to bless you. I want to pray for you. But I want to say to you that this, what you're doing with all these mighty men. And, you know, I think there was more than 300,000 men in that camp. He was, and this old man started to weeping, just weep. He wept, he wept, he wept. Um, and he said, you know what, what, what you are doing at the moment, uh, God has called me to do. Uh, but I said, no, I said no many years ago because I was too afraid. I was too looking <clears throat> at my circumstances and all this stuff. Uh, and it was a sad moment for me because I realized like, wow, God is not sentimental about our calling. Uh, God, if you say no, he will love you. You're going to go to heaven. But you know what? He will choose somebody else. And that is our challenge, you know. Um, God's kingdom will come with or without us. Let's not think it's dependent on us, but it is dependent on our surrender. So I want to encourage you, surrender. Be, be a commissioner for Christ. Be an ambassador for Jesus. And uh, that's the first thing that we spoke about this morning. And, and um, I'm just taking a bit of a different angle. So once we've been commissioned, you know, then we need to consecrate ourselves to that commission and to that call. And we're going to talk about that calling in the context of the Holy Spirit <clears throat> that has separated people unto God. You know, we, that's what holiness means is to be separate, to live differently, to live a consecrated life. You know, and, um, in Acts chapter 1, verse 12 to 14, we can see that, especially verse 14. It says, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And then in Acts chapter 2, we see this. <clears throat> when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Suddenly. Suddenly. I love it when God does suddenlies in our lives. But God can only do a suddenly if there are people that are in one accord and in, in a consecrated lifestyle to him you know um, God is not gonna take you from this place and then just suddenly you know do stuff with you if you're not consecrated isn't that the story of Joseph you know Joseph had to go through all the trials uh, David had to go through many years you know uh, from when Samuel the prophet consecrated David as a little boy and said you're gonna be the next king do you know how many years <laughs> was it before he became king probably about 14 years so God appointed him God commissioned him, he then had to live a consecrated life. <clears throat> he had to kill his lion, he had to kill his bear, you know, and then eventually he had to kill Goliath and eventually he became king. You know, but in that consecration, there's also a cost because people are not going to like it when you and I step out on what God says. I've, I've seen it so many times, you know, uh, and, and I sometimes feel like God tricks me into stuff, you know, but I say, Lord, I live a consecrated life and that means that there's nothing just by chance that will happen in my life. When I consecrate myself 
to God, then he's going to use me. I remember going um, to a meeting with um, Angus and some older guys. And uh, at that stage, we were filling the stadiums and he was preparing for the stadiums and we were drove through to Pradastop. So I just went there to support. And in the middle of the meeting, um, Angus stands up and he says, I believe, CS, you must lead this whole thing. I almost fell off my chair. I thought like, it, it, there must be another CS, you know. This is doesn't fit in with my plan, God's call, you know. To make a long story short, nine months later, Hercules and I and some other guys, you know, we were a whole team. Uh, we filled the Newlands Cricket Stadium with 65,000 people, you know. But I remember, sure. It was a massive challenge. I felt I'm going to die a thousand deaths because faith will cost you something when you step out for that calling. And so th that's what these group of men did there in the upper room. They weren't comfortable. They weren't uh, fixing everything. They, they didn't even know what was going to happen. And then suddenly the tongues came. Suddenly the fire of God fell, you know. And that's what, what we're so expectant of for our nation and for the church and for our relationships is that God will do us suddenly again. You know, especially in this time, most revivals started and was birthed out of a great depression or great challenges or when people were shifted out of their comfort zone. Uh, and that's what we live for. We say, God, do it again. Lord, do it again in our lives. Lord, like the Hebridean revivals, do it again in our lives, you know, as we live for you. And so this is what we see also in the book of Acts. I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I didn't even know what the Holy Spirit was about. You know, tongues of fire. We were 14 guys in the upper room. We were just praying in the classroom. And the next moment, we all started to just sing spontaneously with different tongues. I've never even heard of tongues. I, I, I almost felt like I'm indoctrinated into something. Uh, but then I knew that it was the book of Acts. I knew that that was my inheritance, part of what God has called me to. And so the scripture I want to focus on, you know, there's a cost. We spoke about that in Matthew 16, 24. But here's this beautiful picture of uh, what God is calling all of us to. And we can find that in Philippians chapter 3 Philippians chapter 3 from verse 17 it says but what things were gained to me these I've counted loss for Christ yet indeed also I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead he says what things were gained to me these I've counted lost for Christ yet I encounter all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish as nothing he says the things in my life I count them as rubbish I count them as a loss. I, I, I leave them behind because this is what he starts to do now. Now he begins to talk about that call of God. He talks about that place of being separate to God. He says, not that I've already attained. He says, I've, I've not arrived or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He says, I press. He says, I, I leave those things behind. I've, I've, I've not arrived. You know, the moment when you and I think we have arrived, we're going to be in trouble. 
The moment when you think I've read through the Bible 10 times, then you're in trouble. The moment when you think like, I know it all, my doctrine is sorted out, I'm better than the church around the corner, then you're going to be in trouble. But he says, I lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. Have you, have you thought about this? You know, Jesus saved you for a purpose, not just to get you to heaven. He says, Jesus laid hold of me. It's like when I take this Bible and I lay hold of this Bible, I grab this Bible. It becomes my possession. But now he says, now the Bible needs to grab hold of me. <laughs> he says, now I lay hold of Christ because I realize I have to stretch myself out. He says, I'm going to have a lot of challenges in my life. Things that want to draw me back to not walk in the call of God. And that's what the Holy Spirit helps us with. He's the helper to live in the grace of God, to live in the fullness of God, to be surrendered in the fullness of God. <clears throat> you know, and, and I've seen it so many times. You know, so many times when I was lost, I remember in India one day, we were driving, um, and so we gave each one like a physical address where they needed to go, and also the, the money to get there. And as we're going out of the airport in this little tuk-tuk, there was about 10 tuk-tuks with the team, um, the guy next to me said, oh, okay, where's the paper? And I said to him, no, no, you have the paper. <laughs> he says, no, 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 you have the paper. I said, no, 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 you have the paper. You know? And so what happened is crazy. <laughs> we realized we in Delhi with 60 million people and we haven't got a clue where we need to go so at least I remembered that there's a specific area I remember the area so we could like just compartmentalize it to about 20 million and it was started to rain it was the monsoon season and in that night two hours we're driving left right through the streets of Delhi it's going crazy I'm panicking the next morning we have to fly out so we just start to say, Lord, you need to direct us. But it's pouring with rain, eh? <clears throat> In the middle of the night, about 10 o'clock. So that if I, what happened in the meantime is the team arrived at the place where they were supposed to be. And yeah, the two of us are lost. We're lost. <clears throat> so eventually we get to a place and I look like I say, turn right, turn left. I just felt like, let's go in this direction. And at a stage, now it's two, two and a half hours later, we are tired. We don't know where to go, so we stop on the street corner. And so I just said, Lord, help. We haven't got a clue where to go. The next moment, I hear, see us, see us. <laughs> From a block of flats up, three stories up, somebody shouting out of a window. So what happened <clears throat> is the team was there. They started to worship and they started to pray for us that we'll find the way. And so as they're busy praying and worshiping, it's raining, remember, <laughs> the Holy Spirit says this is one guy in the team, go outside on the stoop, go on the veranda and shout Shias' name. <laughs> you know? So he goes out in the rain, contrary to comfort, shouts out my name. And that's exactly the point as we're sitting down there on the street corner, shouting out to God. And so, so if you tell me that there's a chance that this is by chance, in the whole of Delhi with 60 million people that we stop at that point that guy responds what is the chance zero zero point zero 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 you can add your zeros you know there's no chance with God and that's why as we respond to the call because that's why he says I forget those things which lies behind but I also have to press on and pressing on means you need endurance Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 says it, you know, let's run the race. Let's focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross. He despised the shame and went to sit at the right hand of the Father. Let's run. You know, this is a, a, a the scriptures I used this past week when we were sharing with the police, the police commissioner, the brigadier. There were lots of them. We were all standing in rows there in this little corridor with our mask on, and I just preached the gospel. Say, Lord, this is an opportunity. To lay hold of what Jesus died for. Because Jesus died for us to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the fullness of life in abundance. Not just an ordinary life. Some people say, no, no, I just want to be an ordinary Christian. Are you a believer or an unbelieving believer? Because we get believers and we get unbelieving believers. And this is what Paul says. I press on. And so when you press on, there's going to be resistance. When you press through something, it's like you're walking through a muddy area or you're walking through like this. If there's resistance, hey, your muscles begin to pain. You know, we went to, I went to jog this morning and, and run about just before five kilometers. My muscles started to pain, you know, and then, then everything just says, give in, give in, you know, your head, your heart, everything is in conflict. Yeah, because you're getting all these signals from your muscles saying, don't go on, you know, stop, drink a coffee, you know. But that's when you press in. That's not strive, not compete, but you press in with the Holy Spirit. And this is the picture God wants for us as believers in this time. Don't give up. Don't give in. Run with endurance. It means you have a stamina, a spiritual stamina. And that's why you have to build up in your spirit. You have to like read the word, you know, commit to the word. And so that is what Paul is saying. Let's press on. Let's, let's pull through. Let's focus on the right stuff in this time. But you know, I've seen it and, and I'm specifically want to talk to the students because many students sometimes, you know, when you're on campus, you're like excited, you go on missions, you do all the stuff for God. And it's not about doing a lot of stuff but it's about the fire in your heart you know then you start to work and then suddenly we just become normal christians again we lose the fire of god in our lives but we can never lose that fire don't stop praying don't stop asking don't stop believing you know i've met so many people that are 80 years old and they say hey we're only starting now we're only busy with our new mandate what god has called us to do uh i want to be like that you know i want to i want to pray like that I want to, there's Tani Mori, you know, in church. I say, Tani, ha, you know, she says like, hey, she doesn't want to come to the morning crowd because the people are too old there. But Tani Mori is what, 94 years old. Bless Tani Mori. She says, you want to be with the young people her age. I want to be like that. I say, Tani Mori, lay hold of my head and pray because I want that strength. I want that Caleb and that Joshua spirit. That's what, what we spoke about last week. I, I want to have a different spirit, a different way of looking things. And yes, there's a cost. Yes, there's a pressing because that pressing means there's going to be resistance. And especially when it comes to the things of the Holy Spirit, you know what? Then people are going to say to you, no, 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 just calm down. Not just be a settler. Don't, don't trust the Lord anymore. Don't trust the Lord for your family. Don't trust the Lord for healing. Don't trust the Lord for the miracle or the breakthrough. No, 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 just, just leave it behind. You know, just, just, just become ordinary. But don't be an unbelieving believer. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. And this leads me to the last scripture that we spoke about this morning. You can go and read it in Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47. It talks about this community that came together. You know, the Holy Spirit was poured into community and God uses the Holy Spirit through community. It's not an individualistic thing. That's why he taught the disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father. It's a family affair. And so the Holy Spirit is poured out in family, in context with 120 people that had their hearts aflame, burning for Jesus, burning for the commission. They were completely out of their comfort zone. Sure. They were so afraid. 
The doors were even locked when the Holy Spirit was poured out. I was privileged to go to Jerusalem to this little upper room. I can't even imagine how 100 people fitted into that little room. But they were like together, united, one accord. That's something beautiful that's happening with the churches. Is a lot of us are coming together and just starting to pray. Say, God, this is an opportunity for the church to arise. This is an opportunity for your light to shine. But you know, what is that light in your heart? What is that fire in your heart? What's, what's burning inside of you? Because there's a call of God on your life. And yes, maybe it is. Your vocation would be to be a doctor or a teacher. It's not like everyone needs to preach and everyone needs to be a missionary. But what you do, are you doing it with the fire of the Holy Spirit and the life of God in you? Or are you just existing? Are you just Mr. Beaning through life? You know, Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean. Or are you a child of God? And that's my challenge for you this evening. That you'll run and keep on running the race. Don't give in. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't lose focus. Of the call of God on your life. And this is what Paul says. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't regret, I don't look back. I forget those things which lie behind. The good and the bad. Because sometimes we want to just forget the bad, but also the good. Sometimes we live of what God has done 10 years ago. But don't be a Christian like that. Say, Lord, I want stuff to burn in my heart. I want your spirit to take control of me. And so I'm gonna pray for you this evening that God will revive us, that uh, God will stir in our hearts. You know, as, as the wind is slowly beginning to blow, you can't see the wind, but I can feel it, you know. I can hear the wind. I don't know where it comes from, and I don't know where exactly where it going, it's going, but the Holy Spirit is always moving. There's always a gentle breeze of God's life, of God's fullness. But I want to especially pray for people that are doubting that calling on their lives tonight. I want to pray for people that have put their hands to the plow and now they're tempted to just look back, just settle for second best. Don't. Don't. God's call is on your life. Press on towards the goal, the call, and let the Holy Spirit give you grace to do that because that's what grace means, is an enablement to do God's will. It's not a ticket to just keep on sinning. It's an enablement. It's an empowerment. It's the petrol in your petrol tank. That's what the Holy Spirit does, but He does it with you and gently. And that's what Pentecost is about, the feast of the harvest, the feast of a community that went out and they reached the world. Uh, that's what we're celebrating today. So let me pray for you for that. Maybe you're not saved. You don't know Jesus. I want to start with you. And then secondly, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can pray right there in your living room and say, God, fill me to the place of overflowing. Uh, so let me pray for the first group. So Father, and you can pray after me in your heart or use your own word. Father, here I am. I'm a sinner. I commit my life to you. Come and take control and wash me clean by your blood. Forgive my sins, Lord, as I repent and turn back to you. Lord, take my whole life. I want to live for what Jesus died for over my life. I want to be your disciple and your follower. Lord, so take all of me and use it for your glory. Lord, here I am. I want to live a consecrated, a holy life unto you and know the calling of why you died. In Jesus' name. Second group of people, I want to pray for you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So just pray after me. Say, Lord, here I am. I'm a believer, but fill me, baptize me in your spirit. Take control of my heart. Take control of my life and use me for your glory. Fill me, Lord. Show me the giftings that you have for my life. Jesus, you're the baptizer. I yield to you and ask you for your goodness. I ask you for your fullness and your power over my life. Take my life and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name. Father, and then I pray for everyone that has lost a sense of calling, a sense of direction. Lord, those who are looking behind, but 
cannot press on, but I pray for strength. I pray for endurance. I pray for your life and your life in abundance over us. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Lord bless you. As I'm standing here in these mountains and the sun is shining, may the Holy Spirit just refresh you in this time. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.